0: This is Living Stories featuring voices from the collections of the Baylor University Institute for Oral History. I'm Kim Patterson. Before their vaccines were made available, measles and rubella swept through towns every few years, mostly infecting young children. Everyone was expected to suffer through them at some point. Waco native Mary Sindone recalls her and her siblings' experience with the more serious of the two illnesses.
1: All of us four of us got measles at the same time I was even in in grammar school I didn't get it till I was in grammar school Mm -hmm. and I remember that my grandfather and my dad you know the men really worried about the kids a lot you'd be surprised how much attention they gave to them but I know my grandfather got worried because my fever was way up high and you know it was so high that my nails peeled off and he got up and went to the drugstore and tried to get something from, there's an old Cassell's drug store down on 8th Street, and he got the druggist to give him something to get the fever down. And they were little powders. You had to mix them in a teaspoon of water and then drink a glass of water. Uh, fever powders, that's what they were called. And he he went down and got that, and um, I, I'll tell you, we were sick for about a week, and we had to stay in the dark room, you know, because to protect the eyes. And uh, my grandmother was there, and my great aunt, and my father and mother and all, everybody was taking care of all the sick kids. But it did affect my brother's eyes. That's why when he went into service, service, they wouldn't take him because of his eyes. And of course, the draft took him and put him in the Air Corps.
0: Dr. Howard Williams of Orange tells how rubella, commonly known as the German measles, possibly saved his life during World War II. I
2: went up Camp Atterbury in Indiana and just uh, finished my basic training there as a, as a rifleman. And then we were all packed to go. We were in the 106th Division. And we were packed, ready to go. This that very week, and I got up with splotches all over me. I had measles. Germany put me in the hospital, and then there at Camp Atterbury, and the 106th left. And then after the 10 days, they, the day they had had the division gone. They Reassigned me. They sent me to a artillery observation battalion, and that was down at Camp Gordon, Georgia. Well, the 106 that I was would have been with was one that was totally destroyed in the bulls. They were all pre-college type, and the Germans burst across the line there, and gosh, I just is like 15,000 people, and... Uh, of uh, 15,000, I think like seven, six or 7,000 were killed, and another five or 6,000 were captured. So had I not had German measles, I don't know what would have happened to me. The people you trained? All these people I trained with and all, and, uh, and it just disappeared.
0: Vaccines for measles and rubella were licensed in the U.S. in the 1960s. Since then, the number of cases has dropped by 99% ending the role of these illnesses as anticipated life events. Living Stories is heard every Tuesday on 103.3 FM, Waco NPR. For program transcripts or more information about the Institute for Oral History, visit baylor.edu slash livingstories.